Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast, Three Ways to Move Through Panic and Anxious Feelings. So this has come up a lot uh, lately um, with people feeling like they are nervous about the future, nervous about what this means for their relationships, uh, their kids, um, you know, things changing, things being uncertain. And so I wanted to offer three brief strategies so that you can move through the feelings that we all feel. You don't have to be a person who suffers from panic and anxiety, you know, disorders to, to feel panic. Sometimes panic can be a very normal feeling. You know, it's, it's those feelings physically in the body when you feel out of control, when you feel overwhelmed, when you don't know which next move to make, and it can be quite paralyzing. So if you struggle with panic um, and anxiety, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for people who don't necessarily struggle with that, um, you know, as a constitution, let's say, you still know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, if we're, if we're human, we feel anxious from time to time, if not a lot, especially with so much going on in the world. So I, again, I wanted to offer three strategies to be able to, um, just give you some quick tools and tips to have in your back pocket so that, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling anxious or when you just, you know, a lot of times we, we don't, we don't know we're feeling that way. It's just something that takes us over and it grips us by the throat and it makes our, you know, face flush or it makes our heart start pounding or we get, you know, a stomach ache and we just don't know what to do from there. And again, if you're, if you're, if you have these feelings, this is normal, especially with everything going on right now. So you, you don't need to look at it as something that's going to debilitate you. If you can try to look at it as we can all feel this way from time to time, it's going to be easier to navigate those emotions and be able to, you know, move through distress and be able to tolerate distress when you can look at it as it's part of the human experience. So, um, let's start with the first, the first tip and that's hold on. And you know, I, I have a whole section in my Trust Your Intuition self-help book called Hold On. It's the very first section. And the reason I have it in that section is because the, the book is divided, just to segue to the book for a second, the book is divided into five sections. Hold on, take good self-care, believe, trust your intuition, and feel better. Because it's a trajectory. It's And, and I've, if you've listened to this podcast, I've, I've said these things before. You start out from a place of overwhelm and you arrive at a place of feeling better, but we don't just jump there. 
You know, it, it, it's, it's something that it's a muscle you have to flex and a desire to feel well and desire to personally develop yourself and grow in order to arrive at that place. But there's, there's a phase that you go through. So when you start to learn how to navigate distress and take good care of yourself and believe that you can get well, believe you can feel better. Again, I, it doesn't matter if you're a person who struggles with these things normally or if you're or, or typically and you're a person who feels these things from time to time. And if you're living in the world today, you're going to feel this probably every day. I'm going to say at some point, there's something that comes up that will cause you to feel like, oh my God, how, life is changing as we know it. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my kids? What does that mean for my relationships, my work, my future, my career, my goals, my dreams, right? It's something that you're going to naturally feel. So when you start to, to understand that it's it's work that's involved to be able to navigate those emotions and you desire a a wanting to, to feel better. That's how you're going to move through it far more quickly. So, so you want to set your intention in the work. And if you're listening to this podcast today, I'm, I'm thinking that you're, you know, you're interested in it. So the first step of holding on is about dropping an anchor in the moment. The next time you start to feel anxious, literally stopping where you are and grabbing onto something. So if you're standing by your bureau, you grab that. Your desk, you grab that. If you're outside and you're walking your dog, grip the leash. If you're holding a pen and that's the only thing that you have in your hands that you can grab onto, that's what you do. If you have nothing, you squeeze your fists. You want to drop an anchor into where wherever you are so that you can tether yourself to the moment so that you can think more clearly, which is going to help you get out of that, that moment, that difficult moment much more quickly. So the first step, you notice it in your body, you start to feel overwhelmed. Your, your heart is beating, your stomach is hurting, your, your, you know, your blood rushes to your face, to your body, and you start to feel like you feel out of control. Hold on to something, grab onto something and drop an anchor in the moment. That's your first step. More on that in a moment. But for right now, we're going to turn to one of our valued sponsors, Northern Pines Landscaping Design. In addition to cutting and maintaining your lawn, Northern Pines Landscaping plants colorful seasonal garden beds, trees and shrubs, installs sod, plants grass, designs walkways, fire pits, patios, and retaining walls. You name it, they can do it for your yard. And if you've seen my Instagram posts and the patio I sit on every single day when the weather is good, you can see the work of Northern Pines Landscaping right on those posts. To contact them, check out their website at www.northernpineslandscaping.com. That's www.northernpineslandscaping.com. Second step is to name your feelings. Identify them. Stop and sit. We're talking basic little kid feeling stuff. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm jealous. I'm seething. I'm raging. I'm panicked. I'm so frightened I could crawl out of my skin. Whatever it is, name it. You have to name it in order to claim it. 
You have to be able to identify the feelings so that you can know how to move through them more quickly. Think about what anxiety is. It's the what ifs. It's the fear of. It's the apprehensive feelings of something coming. When you turn and face the beast, you're going to make it through that darkness much more quickly. And that's that's the fear part of it, is we don't like to do that. We avoid, we self-medicate through drugs and alcohol and, and TV and other means because we have a hard time going there. So when you drop the anchor and you hold on, the very next thing you want to do is name your feelings. You might be feeling a bunch of things. You might be feeling happy and excited about things and absolutely nervous about something. It could be the same thing. It could be something else. It could be just a bunch of feelings at once. Name them all. It doesn't matter. Go through it. Say it out loud. Say it in your head. Whatever it is, identify the emotions that you're feeling so that you can grab a whole. It's like grabbing the reins on what's happening in order to feel so much more powerful by identifying the problem, the opportunity. I don't usually like to use the word problem because I feel like everything is an opportunity for us to to grow and develop and take our vibration from one space into another. So when you can stop and say, I am really nervous about the world as I know it. I'm really nervous about my job. I'm really afraid for my relationships and feel what it feels like to say those feelings and face the beast in order to tame it. That's how you're going to move it that much more quickly. So that was the second one, name your feelings. The third strategy is to say the mantra, I am safe. When you say I am safe, you're getting to the root of what's happening. So if you're thinking, well, it doesn't have anything to do with safety if I'm jealous of a person or if I'm really angry at a person, I want you to name the feelings first because you're you're peeling away the layers. You're identifying the surface emotion, if you will. You're, you're recognizing the very first thing that you think of, which is the feeling. You're validating what you're feeling. But underneath those feelings... It comes down to two basic emotions, love and fear and light and dark. Everything I write about in all of my books, whether it's YA Mystery, Self Help, or the middle reader of, of Land of Blue, everything is about light and dark, how to overcome the darkness and step into the light. The themes are all the same. When you say, I am safe, you're getting at the very root of the issue because everything comes down to either fear or love. If you are raging with jealousy, if you are angry, if you are really upset about something, ultimately you feel fear. So when you say the affirmation, I am safe, you're getting all the way to the bottom and dislodging that that root core that is helping you to self-destruct, wanting you to self-destruct in that moment. You're dislodging the root and getting at the heart of the matter. And it will help you move through it quickly. Now, side note, the first time you say, I am safe, your gremlins are going to say bullshit. Okay? It's not going to work the first time you say it. You got to say it more than that. You got to say it a few times, three times, four times, five times, maybe even 10 times. But what happens is the more you say it, 
then you start to vibrate at that frequency of I am safe. So if you say I am safe and your brain's like, no, you're not, you're not safe right now. You're having a panic attack. You're, you're panicked right now. You're all over the place. You say it again. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. You say it like you mean it. You drop it down from a thought into your heart, down into your torso, down into your legs. You say, I am safe like you mean it. And what happens is what you tell yourself as a thought is what your body is going to believe. It's not going to believe you the first time because anxiety can become a habit, right? We get into these patterns and habits that we do over and over again. And so we just operate at that speed and our brain is just used to it. So we just, we just reside there. When you want to change a pattern within yourself, you need to say that affirmation a few times to flex the muscle. Think about it like lifting weights. The first time you go to the gym and you lift a 5, 10, 25 pound dumbbell, let's say, you don't look in the mirror and go, oh, wow, my arms are sculpted. It takes you time, right? It takes two reps of that three days a week for two weeks, three weeks. And then you start to notice a difference. It's just like that with affirmations. When you say it over and over again, and you start to say it like you mean it, now your brain starts to believe what you're, what you're telling it. It's buying what you're selling. So the more that you practice saying, I am safe, and it comes down to any fearful behavior that we have, when you say, I am safe, you're getting at the heart of the matter so that your body starts to relax into, I am safe. And you operate at that frequency and you're going to feel a lot better. So the next time you start to feel nervous or anxious, Hold on. Step one. Step two, name your feelings. Step three, say the mantra like you mean it. Repeated times, I am safe. Get yourself through that moment and notice how you feel as a result of putting into application what you learned so that the next time it'll be easier. The first time is always the hardest when you apply a technique of any kind when it comes to mental health. But the more you break through and keep applying it, the quieter your gremlins become. So enjoy the process. Okay, on to the questions part of the podcast. So uh, first question this week that came in was, how do you tell the difference between a gremlin thought and your highest self? Excellent question. The key word, the key answer is discernment. Um, This is a big deal, how to tell the difference between a gremlin thought and your highest self. And it's a very important phase in developing your intuition because you do have to hang out here for a while. Um, But the brief answer is the vibe of it. When you have a gremlin thought, there's a seedy quality to it. It's the way they talk to you. Like, why did you do that? You did that again. You shouldn't have done that. You know, oh, you're such an epic fail. You know, you keep doing the same things over and over again. It's that low quality, that berating nature, and it usually involves guilt or this parental, like, I told you not to do that. Okay, so this it's the quality of the thought that's coming to you in a, in a low vibe form. And we get so used to those thoughts, by the way, because again, we all have gremlin thoughts that we don't recognize that it's our lower self or, or what I call gremlins, the ego, um, a thought that doesn't serve us at all to help us feel good in the present moment. But we get used to hearing those thoughts. So when you start to open up to the idea that we have opposing thoughts, and remember when I talked about love and fear, light and dark, right? So if there's a dark thought 
there's a light thought. And so that light thought, think about it, you know, your highest self is going to talk to you in that kind way, that accepting way, warning you when you need it. So you may get a gremlin thought that's not about like a good subject, like warning you that something might happen. Like I, I, I remember someone told me after they read Awakening that they had an experience where they were driving a car and they heard a voice that said, you know, watch out when you get to that intersection. And sure enough, when they got to that intersection, they avoided a crash. And it was a moment, obviously, they would never forget. It's those things that, you know, a lot of us have those stories and they're, they're amazing when they happen because it's like something just said something to me and totally watched out for me. So the, the topic wasn't great, right? It was a car crash and someone avoiding it. But you know that's your highest self because one, it's a force greater than you that was able to predict something was going to happen, but it was also a warning when you needed it. And it comes, those, those type of thoughts, they come in a quick flash versus that seediness of a gremlin thought of, you know, why the heck did you do that? You know? Um, so that's the difference. The topic may not always be great, but the way that highest self will let you know that it's, it's, let you know something's coming is a protective vibe. And that's the difference. So, so think about that. Okay. How you receive those thoughts. Think about how one quality is a CD vibration. It's berating. It's usually, you know, surrounded by guilt and that parental kind of, you know, authoritative, why'd you do that versus that higher nature of, you know, you might want to go this way. You might want to pick that job. You might want to be friends with that person. You might want to do something else. It's an offering and certainly a quick flash of, of insight when you need it. Uh, second question that came in on an email was foods for me to list foods to avoid for anxiety. Um, I can tell you sugar, definitely sugar. And this is coming from a person, me, with one of the biggest sweet tooths on the planet. You know, we grew up with, you could be full from, for, from dinner, but always there was room for dessert. So um, I'm going to say, try it yourself though, with regard to sugar. Notice how you feel not even an hour after you consume sugar. Pay attention to your thoughts, how loud they are, how racy they feel. It's incredible, really, when you notice it. So if you're a person who has anxiety, I'm going to say the first thing you should do is, is and again, we all have anxiety, but if you're a person who, who really wants to work on the anxious, you know, constitution of anxiety and you, and you, you want to overcome it and you really want to work with it. And this is your like focus right now. I would say the first, or one of the first things to do is to take sugar out of your diet. Now, does that mean no sugar ever? No, it does not. We're, we're going for balance here. Food is meant to be eaten and enjoyed, but there are alternatives to straight sugar and also little tips like eat, eat sugar with protein versus carbs to ground versus exacerbate anxiety and maybe eating sweets earlier in the day or in the late afternoon versus nighttime to burn it off and be able to, you know, move with it. Definitely not before bed. Um, but it's really important with regard to mental health. Um, cause I'm not a dietitian, but I can tell you with regard to mental health, and this is a significant part of my focus when working with people is what foods are you eating that might be contributing to how you feel? because food affects mood. And again, do your own science experiment and see how you feel if you take sugar out of your diet and, and you know, what it does for you. I can say myself again, for a person, from a person who really likes sweets and I, I enjoy them and I definitely eat them. Um, 
you notice a difference when you have them and what kind of thoughts you have. You talk about those gremlin thoughts and the higher self thoughts. They really are more of a gremlin-based thought, so you need to pay attention to it. And I would say write down notes while you're doing that, while you're applying this science experiment, if you're interested in that, so that you can apply the wisdom you're learning over time. You know, meaning like if you feel bloated from eating gluten every time you eat it, guess what? It's probably not for you. If you feel fine eating it, then you're fine to have gluten. It's not it's not a one-size-fits-all from everybody. But like anything else, if you're working with foods and how they affect your mood, keep a journal with it and note Notice how you feel, pay attention to how you feel within an hour after you eat, and then move forward. Um, and then the last question, this just came up in session this week, is when to make a decision when you're not certain. And I would say to that is never make a decision when you're not sure. Wait until it's a yes. Yeses are an automatic. You know those things where you're just like, that is a no-brainer. If my kids want to watch a movie with me tonight, we're watching a movie, right? It's Yeses are an automatic thing that you just want to do. You don't need to think about it. But if you're not sure whether to quit your job or stay with it or leave a relationship or go to a certain college or whatever it is, wait until you get the signs and you will get them. And and they come in little whispers, you know, you will get them. They're there. And sometimes we're so caught up in the doing of life that we forget to slow down and listen. But it's just like I, in my novel, The Land of Blue, that metaphor of the land of bright blue, it's always there. That voice, that whisper, that highest self, that knowing of like where we should be, where, what school we should go to, you know, what college, what, what, decision we're going to make that we know deep inside of ourselves. And even when we forget or deny its existence, or we're too busy in our low vibration to notice that metaphor of the land of bright blue, that place of wisdom, that place of all knowing it's still there. So when you stop to ask for the answers and then you pay attention to the answers that you're getting, then you'll know how to proceed. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can also sign up for my blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.